0: Hi guys, welcome back to Season 3 of Episode 9 of Melon and Girl Problem Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about gatekeeping in video games. Now, I'm sure many of you have played video games or done it as a hobby or relaxation or do, does it as an actual career because, you know, the gaming industry is very popular right now and, you know, we all need different people to work in the different fields to help create video games. Do you ever consider yourself, quote-unquote, a real gamer or even a gamer at all? Maybe yes. What do you think that makes you one, or qualifies you as one to be a gamer? And if you said no, then explain why not in your mind. Because someone comes up to you and said to you, if you didn't meet a certain criteria, what qualifications that you met as a true gamer, then who is that person who takes it on themselves to be the like superior or overlord of who gets to decide who isn't a real gamer in the first place? And according to Nice quick definition of gatekeeping. According to that, it's a, defined as the activity of controlling and usually limiting a general access to someone. It is a vast and deep issue in all types of communities, but it doesn't seem to hit harder and a little bit harder in the gaming community. During the video game industry, has grown over the years, and currently today, many people have chosen the activity to actively gatekeep in the games from not playing the right games to being harassed out of a game because a person is the typical player. A lot of times, or majority of time, it seems to be to give the gamers everywhere a bad wrath, especially to those of, it, like, the gamer girls. Like, they're also being hit hard by very sexist men in the gaming community. Not all men, just some of the men, you know, make very uh, sexist comments to gamers who, who either have on their mics, you know, and they say one word and then the toxic gamer just come on and just like make them like quit the game that they actually enjoy playing and you know you try and think what right do they have to justify that type of gatekeeping you know you are trying to get everyone a bad rep and what lengths do gatekeeping goes to try to hinder more people from like enjoying to play the video game that they actually enjoy and what point does all this become fairly ridiculous and downright stupid the First of all, I'd like to acknowledge that there are some people who do gatekeep. In some cases, gatekeeping does come from a very stifling emotion. It's typically that the outsiders are crashing into space and they usually exclusively theirs, often making them feel like they're people ripping their space away from their own hands, which is not entirely true, especially in the video game industry where it grew from a certain size to most video games were only played by a certain group of people and that were subsequently often made fun for this kind of shifts over the course of the year to how what was once nerd culture is now considered pop culture, so everything that was once uncool now is mainstream. Gatekeepers might feel the need to protect over these things because of how they were viewed negatively in the past and for their passion towards it, which is kind of sad. Because as myself, I consider myself a gamer girl. I don't play like the mainstream games like Call of Duty, maybe like uh, League of not League of Legend, but like you know, like those stereotypical like mainstream games that I don't know how play. I'm more of an RPG person, like Final Fantasy, Persona, PC games. Sometimes you know, but everyone has their own niche of the games they play. However, the rise of video game wasn't a success overnight sensation. Within the years of expansion, the issue of gatekeeping is still a large problem today within the gaming community. Wouldn't it should be more welcoming? As much as it has gotten competitively better, it's only progressing at the snail's pace as gatekeeper's quite the possibility becomes more and more toxic. And then there is a problem with having have in one's own opinion and preferences where the issue lies is claiming someone is a fake gamer for not agreeing with them. This is a broad category topic coming with many different topics based on ideas of what makes a person a real or true gamer. Really depends on the individual or group of individuals. What doesn't make sense to me or someone who is also a gamer Anyone can be a gamer who plays the game on easy, difficult, or hard mode or on any type of console, someone's preference or even maybe they're not dedicated enough to play the game because it doesn't keep their interest or it is not for them because they play a game less than a certain amount of hours. At Well Zample, well, this is a game known as Dark Soul, a game known for its difficulty. It has built a rotation for the players that consider finishing the game essential to becoming a gamer. This is a large issue with this class in this because what many people can't couldn't or can't afford a console or certain games, this develops a niche or issue that only knows will changes in the area in Southeast Asia and not in the country like Malaysia and for more mobile game region Supreme creating a rich community for free games access Accessible to mostly anyone, and there is a podcast by the name of Just Ordinary Gamer that was established in January 2019. But they explore and go more in depth in related uh, arguments, going deeper into the cliché within the gamer community and the effect of YouTube gaming on the gamers' opinions and the host's own on experience with this type of gatekeeping. Um, then the term gamer girls. In the early days, we did either scam. To be the pastime made exclusively for boys. It made sense at the time. It was targeted towards young boys most of the time, considering the type of game that rose to um, prohibit or progress during the industry's um, time of growing. However, those days are long gone. Despite the general perception that men dominate the entire gaming market, not necessarily true, there are also get women in the gaming market as well. And there are some types of women who actually lead some of the games that we love and know today. It's actually a ratio that's more balanced. In Saudi Asia alone, the numbers of women who play video games have increased to 40% in 2019. This doesn't negate the fact that female gamers have been seen to, make, to feel more unwelcome in the gaming community by a large number of people. The term gamer girl it used to be labeled by female gamers negatively and used to come with the connotation that these women played video games for the attention of their male counterparts. That is not true. Most of the time, gamer girls play for their own satisfaction of releasing stress and you know as i playing video games or they make a career out of or they are on a design team for a video game depending on the field as the landscapes of the world begins to shift and progress even more gaming for girls have improved as well with initiatives like the female gaming league gain support as i mentioned before more women gaming in general there is still a lack of female gamers in the community as large though women at any level of the industry have faced harassment and sometimes at the worst levels of harassment is death and rape threats, whether it be the gamer themselves, gamer developers, or streamers. Especially those who, who are girl gamers on Twitch have feel, gotten a lot of like threats and sexist comments on their Twitch streams, and a lot of their uh, followers and community have sent up for them and told people to stop it. But as an extreme and significant uh, example, of the whole hashtag Gamergate controversy that happened in 2014, what began with better intentions devolved into a harassment campaign towards many women in the industry. Many still feel the after effect of this event to this day. In the extension video posted early in 2020, um, SVB, uh, uh YouTuber on a YouTube channel, discuss the issues at length by citing studies and testimonies. He takes the first-person shooter game overwatch at the start point of the discussion, as the female gamers are constantly being harassed in-game, and then later points out they are less likely to play these games in general because of the negative connotation that is forced upon them, and they are likely or um, mostly likely to, to like, quit their favorite game of playing. Similarly, streamers uh, Spontaneous has a series on YouTube on the strange things gamers say to her just because she's a female gamer. Most of what she said to her extremely upsetting, and the series that started in 2018 has over 16 videos to date. This is also where they briefly discuss the IGN checkpoints episode about sexual misconduct in eSports, where Tatsubani and Riku know that people still use their gender against them in a, a derogatory way. And then... When it comes down to gatekeeping gaming, which isn't like with anything else, the emotions that are from the source of the problem are completely human and understandable, so empties need to understand the root of all of it. But considering how long it's been going on, there's no need to be a point where it should stop. There needs to be a point where it needs to stop and stop completely because you're ruining the experience for everyone who wants to get into gaming. And things should come from both sides, but there's no reason to continue gatekeeping when the video game industry is becoming more global, showing no time to slowing down anytime soon. At some point, it becomes ridiculous and only patriotize the hate and mentality that should be kept in the past. Why should some groups be allowed to police the enjoyment of a person who just to have some fun playing video games? And that goes to the long offense of How do you address it? How do you stand up for those people in the gaming community? And what's the best way to tackle it? And I think recently the implications that sometimes people viewing like gatekeeping, each type of control, and the access is is more or less sad because you're discouraging people who either call themselves gamers or not really just enjoy the fandom because it's bad for the gaming community. Like even new gamers are born every single day. Maybe they're just trying Witcher 3 for the first time and they're not hooked or maybe they get sick of it and need something else to fill their time. Last time I checked, being a gamer is not a real club and there are no rules. And furthermore, no one is collecting merit badges. Some must only play single player games, or like I said, Call of Duty, or others used to play or replay one or two games already over and again because it's their favorite. There is no right way to be a gamer, but gatekeeping is, is the wrong way. Game communities have built around different games and different councils, even. Different developers. There are different types of game, but overall it's a self identity for them. Unlike citizenship or the Girl Scouts, there is no government body or merit that's determining who is and isn't a gamer. Furthermore, people who decide to act like a government body and discourage people from calling themselves gamers or gaming in general don't deserve that, that title themselves. Gaming is becoming more and more accessible to casual gamers or individuals who may never have considered picking up the controller. Um, AAA developers a gaming. A uh, mobile gamer developer at a faster and larger rate like Elder Scroll Blades, systems like the Nintendo Switch are built on both nostalgia and convenience. There are no lines to be drawn in the sand, they're just people who game. Gaming communities like Xbox are even investing in making more affordable adaptable controllers, which allow for more exclusive plays for those who aren't able to use traditional controllers due to disabilities cross-platform is like picking up the steam with big console advertising together as the game community comes closer together and there is no room for gatekeeping. I know I'm not the only person who goes to something like this and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that there are many people out there who are hell-bent on telling other people that they don't belong in gaming communities or any community. I will forever say by my principle if you play a game then you are a gamer and that's my final stance on that and I hope you enjoyed episode nine of Season three of Mel and Girl podcast because I will do be doing a lot of gatekeeping in different communities today will be video games and next week will focus on anime and different gatekeeping different community and I just want to hear your thoughts and you know what you think of gatekeeping how people should like band together and stop it if you can message me on Instagram or Snapchat I would thoroughly really appreciate it and like to hear your thoughts and opinion about gatekeeping and how is there a way people can stop it and send up people for the UBA game gamer or not or a girl gamer like how can you stick up for these people who are tired of hearing the harassment every single day in their life and how can video games a developer also help you know find a way to make sure you can keep you to stop because you want to enjoy video games just like everybody else and i hope you enjoyed the podcast for today and i'll see you real soon until then bye